can be. Are you going to do the ad again or are we going to go oh, right yeah. in? We're doing the ad. Oh, yeah. Today's Braze Bits is sponsored by Sigmund Freud's Androids. Do you like to psychoanalyze texts that show up green? Sigmund Freud's Androids are the number one phone that will have you obsessing over texts that you sent and questioning your self-worth as a human being. Does a sunglasses emoji mean your girlfriend thinks you're cool? Or does it mean that she's Anna Wintour? With Freud's droids, you'll be able to find out the answer to that question and whatever else is in vogue. Psychoanalyze that, Billy Crystal. Sigmund Freud's androids, we fill the void. We got some brains, Fantastic ad for Sigmund Freud's droids. You love to have that. You love to have Sigmund Freud. Welcome to the Braze Bits universe, everybody. That's that's a great, great ad read. I was just in a group chat over the weekend with some family members, and one of my cousins wanted to kick out my other cousin because he had a droid. You, really? Yeah. You had some droid rage? <laughs> Big time droid rage. Guy needs to have some therapy with Freud. Why did he, so he just wanted to kick him out of the group chat? Was he being annoying? What, what was no, he was just judging him for having a droid. He didn't like that. He had like a different colored bubble. That was a green text. Yeah, he people, hated it. People make a big deal over that. And it's one of those things where it ultimately doesn't matter at all. It's just like now that we're no longer interesting as people, we have to be interesting via like what we have on our phone. We're getting nitpicky. It's not right. We're judging people based on the phone. It's it's not only thing that is annoying with this cousin is that I can't FaceTime with them and I can't like iMessage because they have a droid. But other than that, I, we, can, we can Skype. We can we can do other kinds of virtual. You could stuff. I guess you could FaceTime in person. <laughs> He's in California, so it's tough to FaceTime in person these days. Yeah, you could drive out there. I might have to road trip. You get some combos. Droid trip. Droid trip. <laughs> droid trip. <laughs> Welcome to Braze Bits, everybody. We're really into it. Welcome Post-Thanksgiving episode. Post-Thanksgiving episode. We're stuffed, but we're also ready to go. We're, we're stuffed, but we're hungry. I'm stuffed, but I'm feeling light on my feet. Ready to braise. The kitchen has been used heavily because of Thanksgiving, but the pot kitchen is fresh and ready to go. The pot kitchen's fresh, and we're getting in that holiday spirit. Exactly. It's, it's pretty surreal that we're in December. I can't believe it. I could believe it. Believe, believe it or not, Ripley's believe it or not. I'm not sure if I believe it. I am not one of those people who, like, you know, that I can't believe people. Really? You always believe, no matter uh, what. Yeah, it's like, obviously it's December, because that's, we decided to measure time like this. Not obvious to me. The, the way we've been measuring these pa- this past year, the days have been wank, wacky. It's called, Time is, it's, it's been real wild in the pandemic. It's going fast and slow at the same time. Yeah. I time goes faster every year because you like the more years you live, the shorter every year is. It's also when you're having fun, time flies. At least that's what they say. Time flies when you're having fun. They do say that. I wonder I'm why, having, I'm I wonder having why a blast. Fly, fly is the metaphor. I guess because if you fly, it's fast. Yeah, time flies. It's zooming. Flies go pretty fast. Those bugs. Do you think they meant when it started? Do you think it was about bugs? Or do you think it was about airplanes? Like, do you think huh. it started when airplanes? were in vogue like Anna Wintour? <laughs> Probably. Or just maybe birds, because birds are flying pretty fast. Birds do fly fast. I always want to be a bird. Larry Bird. You want to be a bird? I, I think I'd bird. rather be like a sea creature. Under the water? Yeah, just hanging out. I like to be a bird that can go under the water. You can dip under, 
get some fish and then go into the sky, eat that seafood. Is it a pelican? But pelican, yeah. but they can't really go under. They they're kind of like they're kind of they dip under. They feel like they're they're neither. They're they're they don't have a home. Like right. they don't they don't join the birds that are in the air, but they're not a sea creature, so they're just kind of stranded on the beach. Kind of a nomad. New yeah. Orleans Pelicans. I'm I'm, I'm pro pelican. I was pro pelican until I went to the Florida Keys, and there were all these pelicans, and they're real, real annoying. So I think people call them the rats of the sky, or maybe that's seagulls, because seagulls are, are pretty annoying. They come down to the beach and try to eat your food. Yeah, seagulls are annoying, but they like I don't know. They're they're not aggressive. They're kind of harmless. They're they're always yapping, but they're not like aggressively yapping. Right. Like, we you get know a seagull in the pod. A, a seagull. We should get a seagull in the pod. Let him yap on Bray's bits. We got see our first ever seagull in the pod, and that's that's seagull has flown away. Yeah. Welcome to Bray's bits. I got a, I got a little bit of meal prep. I wanted to uh, shout out to the top Razorbacks, the Schnecks. Maddie and Jack Schneck celebrated their first year anniversary together. Maddie sent me a picture. They were sipping on my top beverage, a couple of pina coladas. Happy anniversary. <laughs> wow. Happy anniversary to the top Brazerback couple. Pina yeah. coladas, interesting choice. You can't, you know, you can't hate on a lovely couple's drink choice for such a special occasion. It's a sweet treat. It's an unbelievable it's a it's a it's a celebratory drink. They're in Florida, probably went to the beach, had a couple pinas. Nothing better than that. You can't beat it. You either froze or you're giving no, me a I sound treatment. I, I didn't know what to say. <laughs> so I was going to wait for you to pick up the slack. I don't know. Because you also froze in the, in the video. You have, you have to manage these situations in life where it's like a year anniversary. For It's interesting, right? The Schnecks, I've never actually physically met them. But through the pod, it's like, well, these are my friends. So you want you don't ever want to hate on people who are genuinely enjoying a good time and doing something that's great. But I've made my pina colada stance clear, so I'm kind of in a in a bit of a pickle. You're in a full sour pickle. I think you should just embrace that pina colada is a, a top beverage. It's incredible just because you don't like it doesn't mean that the whole world that's loves what i'm it saying it's the okay. but, they I, gotta but enjoy i'm not it. gonna yeah. say like oh queen of colada great choice i'm not gonna do that <laughs> I, have, I have integrity you can say great choice for them maybe yeah, not for but you that sounds condescending <laughs> so it's like where, where do you go where do we go from here i don't know but they, it looked she sent me a picture of the of the pina coladas they had a, a nice cherry and an orange slice i was so jealous on the beach in, in florida Living, living the good life. Yeah, I've been, I've been thinking about uh, going to other places that aren't New York. But then I remember it's the pandemic, and if you do that, then, well, you know, do whatever. I know people are starting to go nuts, especially with it getting colder and colder. My cousin, who actually was making fun of my other cousin because of his droid, he usually goes traveling to somewhere warm in December. He likes to go into South America, and he can't do that. So he's starting to lose his mind. Yeah. 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 You don't. You don't want to lose your mind, but at the same time, I mean, it, it's this is like a really interesting mental test. It's like how long are you going to be teased, and like things that it's like not going on a vacation is not the worst thing in the world, but it's like you know when a dumpster or like a not a dump like a garbage truck 
or a dumpster. Yep. No, a dumpster. I'm talking about, and they they have the thing and all the garbage, and it's like more and more and more and more. That's yes. like what the pandemic is doing. They're just piling on the hot garbageio. Yeah, like if it's a little bit of hot garbage, then it's all right. Like that's hot gar- garbage, but then it's like, well, this is everything I own. <laughs> yeah. What are you What are you doing? What do I do now? You light it on fire like a dumpster fire. But I like to think that Braze Bits, we're we're a mental vacation. Come into the pot kitchen. Let us serve you up some fresh hot bits. We'll take you away and distract you from your your boring normal day life. Yeah, we'll do that. And we also want to make sure that you know about our Patreon, which you could subscribe to. We didn't start the pod about subscribing to our Patreon, which we should have. I today I actually watched for my Big Apple Box company, which we're selling holiday boxes. Go to BigAppleBox.com if you want one. B-A-B. I was watching this video basically about, like, we're trying to figure out how to save money on shipping. So I was watching this video. And even in this video, which was useful, literally the first, it was like an hour long, like, YouTube webinar thing. And the first five minutes was literally like, oh, you could subscribe to our YouTube channel for more of these videos and you could like us on Facebook. (laughs) And I'm like, this is like... 10% 10% of, of this valuable, what are you, what is, what am I doing? But then Everyone's I realized like this video has hundreds of thousands of views. Right. And this is what you have to do in order to be successful. You have to tell people about a Facebook page and that they could go on Facebook and that they could get stuff up to date. And it's like, everyone knows this and nobody cares, but everyone says this. And then they have like the subscribe buttons. And I'm like, why, what, what is this? This is a bunch of hot garbage. <laughs> You got to parlay. You got people who are, you got the Brazerbacks listening right now. You got to, you got to take advantage of these years. I know, but it is taking it. It's, it's manipulating and it's taking advantage. And if you're giving someone content, should you be spending half of that content telling them about the other content? It's, it's just a, it's like one of those, uh, boxes and you open it and it's another box and then it's another box. Right. And while you're on that, buy a big apple box. Why? (laughs) That's a hell of a box. Big Apple box, you can't... You guys are having a winter-themed box, right? We're doing one for the holidays, so if people Holiday want to themed. get gifts, like if, it's like a gift, you know? Yeah. It's like, hey, you like New York, you like small businesses, you like cool stuff, get this thing. We sold... I mean, we, we have 50 of them in stock, and we sold out of this recording, we sold 25 of them out of 50 in a few days, so I'm pretty Beautiful. happy with it so far. Beautiful. That's great. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, we, we promoted the Patreon. If you want to sign up, do it. If you don't, keep listening to, to Braze Biz. We're going to keep slinging out stuff out of the pot kitchen. Yeah, we're going to sling stuff out of the pot kitchen, but if you subscribe to our Patreon, we're going to sling better stuff. Yeah. Sling box. Sling box. We, no, we have sling. Is that the same thing as sling box? I think so. I think they are pretty much the same thing. They just got rid of the box. Yeah, now it's just straight up sling. Slingshot. They're, sl- they're, they're not slinging boxes anymore. They're just slinging. Yeah. You want to dive into some highlights? Let's dive into some highlights. I got a pretty uh, pretty good highlight, pretty predictable. Thanksgiving. I had a great Thanksgiving. I went home. I had a Thanksgiving with my immediate family, the Agners. My sister and I both got tested, testicled. Not testicled. I got. I have testicled. My sister does not. But if she did, I would accept her. But we both got tested uh, for coronavirus, came back negative, had a small gathering at home. It was fantastic fantastic that fantastic i would say the highlight was we we still got a full turkey just for the four of us and the fact that it was just the four of us i I was able to get a couple legs i had a wing 
I was able to really kind of spoil myself with my turkey meat picks. I believe uh, my mom called me a savage at one point because I was really just gnawing into the drum, into the into the turkey bone. That was that was it was, it was a really nice Thanksgiving. It was it was small, intimate. Watched a lot of TV. Watched a lot of these hot shows. I watched The Undoing, Start of the Crown. Watched some boxing. There was some boxing on Saturday night. That was fun to fun to watch. It was uh, definitely not a normal Thanksgiving, but I appreciated being able to see my family. It was very nice. Jake Paul and uh, Nate Robinson. Yeah, that was pretty insane. Nate Robinson got destroyed. Yeah, I remember hearing about that like months ago, and I was like, that's kind of interesting. And then I totally forgot about it, and then I went on social media what Sunday, and it was just like memes. Yeah. And I was like, who's this boxer? And I was like, oh, it's Nate Robinson and Jake Nate Paul. The, Nate the Great got TKO'd. It was actually scary for a moment watching it live. It looked like he like might have died, but... He, he got knocked out cold. He got back on his feet. I think he's doing all right. Mike Tyson also fought Roy Jones. It was kind of interesting to see a couple old guys fighting. Snoop Dogg was announcing. He was very funny. And there was, there was a bunch of other good just professional boxing matches that were, were fun to watch. Yeah, I think boxing... I, I've never really been a boxing person. I like to box out. And I like he, he, sling box. Right. And the big apple box. Yeah. But I think it's... Uh, it is like some sort of pure distillation of something that's lacking. Just it's fun. Men, men fighting each other. Yeah. I like watching the big matches. I, like, I watch a lot of the Floyd Weather matches, Conor McGregor, Pat, Manny Pacquiao. I enjoy boxing. I'm not like a diehard fan, but it's entertaining. It does feel a bit kind of like gladiator of two guys in the ring just getting after each other. Yeah. But the Coliseum think, is a top nine. I think I would like uh, uh, yeah, the Coliseum. They didn't do boxing at the Coliseum. No, but they did, like, just savagery. Yeah. They, they just killed each other. Yeah. My highlight was yesterday. I was in my apartment, like, every other day since the pandemic. I haven't left here. And I was reading, actually, you'll like this. I was reading Bon Appetit, the magazine, which we somehow get, even though we don't subscribe to it. And nice. Jesse's a big Bon Appetit guy and every time we get it and sometimes i'm like oh maybe i'll read this and i've read it like three times but all the times i've read it i'm like this is great and sometimes i think to myself i'm like do all these internet websites know about magazines because this is like a superior technology like there's no like you don't have to worry about getting distracted and there's no social media and i'm like this is so much better like i was like the new york times should think about getting a a news magazine or a newspaper because it's way better there's, it is. I'm, I miss magazines. There's a lot of ads, but it's like you just skip over them. Yeah. And they seem like they're more, they're not trying to get you as much. And if they are, you just like, you're like, this is, you're crazy. Like, and you, you could just turn the page. Yeah. And you're like, you're insane. There's, there's <laughs> nothing. But if you see it on the internet, you're like, oh, well, it's true. And I got to investigate and go down right. this rabbit hole. But anyway, I was, this was like a holiday uh, one. Mm-hmm. And. There was one part about latkes, which is my top. Well, I can't actually say we did a Jewish food episode on Patreon. So subscribe to Patreon. To Patreon then nice you teaser. Get information that you don't have access to if you don't subscribe to the Patreon. Anyway, <laughs> you're talking about latkes, and there was this picture of latkes with tzatziki. 
Ooh. And I never even thought of that in Neither my did life. I. That's but creative. the combination is the greatest thing in the world and it got me so excited and I just thought about, you know, in a week's time when I'm gonna be making lakus with Satsiki. While this was happening, Kate was having like a stressful situation and she was like telling me about it, but I wasn't really paying attention because I was looking at the lakas with the tzatziki. And she was like, are you mad at me? She was like, are you not like, and I was like, no, no, I'm just looking at these lakas with tzatziki. And then she like understood. Yeah, I mean, that makes complete sense. You're you're just enveloped in that tzatziki and lakas. It's a mind-blowing, that's a mind-blowing uh, combination. I never thought about that either. I would be totally rocked yeah, if I saw it, that Yeah, it too. kind of like, there, there aren't many things these days that, that get me It out. disrupted your equilibrium. Yeah. It really it changed, it put your whole world upside down. I mean, they talk about these tech companies like Uber like being a disruptor, but it's nothing compared to Latkes and, and Tiki. Yeah. I mean, Latkes really can go with a lot of different things. I, I had that grapefruit marmalade, yeah. grapefruit rosemary marmalade on Latkes. That was fantastic. It's yeah. really a vessel for, for a lot of different flavors. Oh, yeah. That was, and that, that was, that was real good. Very nice. That's a good highlight. Did you go to Long Island for Thanksgiving? Well, I didn't talk about Thanksgiving because it was a little bit complicated. I'll make a long story short. I was in Long Island Thanksgiving morning due to a COVID scare. I left. Ah. And Kate and I spent Thanksgiving in our apartment, which was great. Didn't have any, actually, due to the circumstances, the turkey was not in our possession, but we had a bunch of vegetables so we had a, a non-turkey Thanksgiving, just us. You had garlic naan? No garlic naan. No. I didn't get it. Non-turkey. Oh, because it was like naan. Gotcha. Turkey overall, I, I, we actually got a very nice, it was a kosher turkey. But I think overall turkey is pretty overrated. Like There's a reason uh, why. It's, it's, the, it's the worst of the like birds to make yeah, it's in a bad that bird. fashion. We were actually watching Chops, I think it was Thanksgiving night or maybe the day after, and it was a holiday like version of Chopped, and one of the basket items was Goose, and at <laughs> nice. first I QAB? thought, like, this is QAB, but then it, it looked amazing, and I'm like, why don't we have Goose on Thanksgiving, or why don't we have Chicken Parm? I don't know, That it, it would be tough. I'm sure it's probably delicious, but it would be tough to like order Goose. It just sounds weird. Like I'll, I'll have the, the Goose. It seems I'll have the pelican. Why is it weird? I don't know. It's, it sounds QAB. To you, Tony Saragusa. Not to me. Yeah, but my Thanksgiving was was bizarre. So I saw my my parents for like uh, twelve hours, maybe. Gotcha. And then I left. Sheesh. Yeah, but that's what it, that's what it is with these Thanksgivings. You know, it's like if you're trying to do something and you're not. If you're trying to do something that is somewhat complicated, there is a risk involved, and you have a choice of either, like, ignoring the risk or, or like, doing what we did and just, like, leaving. Yeah. So. I, I 100% agree. I, I, it was risky, even though my sister and I got testicled, we, we both, it was risky going home. It, it felt, there's certain times it feel, I felt on edge. Risky for the brisket. Exactly. And we risked it. Yeah, actually, another kind of mini highlight is complicated, but I took a, took a car, my parents' car, that's really, whatever, one of the cars at my parents' house, back to the city, and then, like, parked it on the street for a few days, 
and then Sunday drove it to a train station, like kind of in the middle between the city and my parents. But I did that super early in the morning. So when I took, I took the train back and there would be nobody. This is like already too complicated. I'm thinking about if I was listening to this on the pod, (laughs) I'd be like, I don't care. This is really dumb. You're an idiot. I don't care about your dumb, complicated story (laughs) about the train. The point I'm trying to make is that it was like 7.30 a.m. I was on the platform on the Long Island Railroad at the Syosset train station. And I went to Dunkin' Donuts and I got an egg sandwich. Love the egg sandwich sandwich on the platform, super hungry. And it was like one of the better moments I've had in a long time. No one was around me. It was cold. I had this hot egg sandwich. On an English muff? On a croissant. Oh, the croissant. I'm a... For some reason, the Dunkin' English muffins to me are they're like bigger than normal English muffins. They're they're like pre-made eggs or, or solid. I love the turkey sausage, egg and cheese on English muffins. If you have a Dunkin' Donuts breakfast sandwich in the right situation, it could be sublime. Exactly, it's so satisfying. It's it's tasty. I know I know you're getting that. We could we could trim the fat on that in post, but you you got to the punch, and that's some good Dunkin'. It was it was some some good Tim Dunkin'. Donuts, who I think sued Dunkin' Donuts at some point because he like, I think they made like a Tim Dunkin' Donuts joke and he hated it. <laughs> Which respect. Yeah, if they're not gonna pay him, I'm surprised they they should have paid. I don't know. Be, like, I don't know. I'm I don't know the exact story, but there's something. If we had like one of those podcast producers, they'd be like, oh yeah, in 2013, uh, yeah. Tim Duncan. Yeah. But we, we just got us. We're not. Right. We're not producing. One day, if you subscribe to our Patreon, maybe we'll be able to get our, ourselves a producer. Produce daily. Nice. Well, sounds like a, a pretty wild Thanksgiving. We both have pretty unique ones. Yeah. Want to move and groove into our, our top nine? Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll open up a tab. Open up a tab. We got... Today, actually, was breaking news. William A. Barr, our head of Department of Justice, broke some news, said that our election was not fraudulent. But speaking of William A. Barr, our top nine this week is our top nine things about... Bars. <laughs> yeah we're doing our top nine things about bars something that i haven't really experienced since the springtime yeah i don't think i've been to a bar I, I, this is, that's something i don't miss I, I miss it i'm not a big bar guy but especially i mean comedy bar shows when i lived in manhattan i enjoyed going to a bar alone i still i, I would enjoy going to a bar alone to watch uh, some sports or just to get out of the get out of the apartment. I like bars of gold. Yeah, I like chewy bars. Chew- I don't really like chewy bars. Really, kind bars. Yeah, I, kind bars though got bought by I want to say like Nestle or something. Hmm. So I don't know how kind they're gonna be. Yeah, but we're doing our top nine things about bars. It should be unique, pretty specific. I wonder if we have anything in common. You want to go first? I'll go first. Let's do it. So, my number nine of bars, top nine things about bars, is bar memorabilia. Love mm. when a bar kind of, kind of like uh, fills out its uh, atmosphere with the right memorabilia. I think it really ties the thing together. Um, I don't know if you could. There's a situation happening. I hear a little baby back there. Yeah. Did you did you not announce that you and Kate have a little little one running around? It's a, it's that's part of the Thanksgiving situation. We kidnapped a baby. <laughs> nice. Yeah. A little toddler brazier back. Yeah. Toddler 
There aren't really many famous Todds. Todd Phillips. Todd Bowles. But nobody knows Todd Bowles unless you're a Jets fan, which, I mean, right? who's a Jets fan? Todd Frazier. Todd. Sweeney Todd. Nice. There anyway, um, bar memorabilia. I'm specifically thinking about this bar that in Hamden, Connecticut, it's like right outside New Haven, this mm-hmm. Irish bar. And they had all these, is a, a bar that uh, I would do shows at with the Raybolds, uh like several times. Um, I think of, what's the name of that place? The f- uh, something Frogs? Frogs. My sister went to Quinnipiac and, I, and there was like one popular bar yeah. that I remember. Something Irish pub. Okay. So pretty unique in its name. Sure. And uh, they had like these like Gaelic poems and like pictures and stuff on the walls. And it like really made the bar like the bar and it kind of like fit the bar owner. Like, you know, when like the stuff around like this bar owner was like, I don't know. He's kind of like sad. Like (laughs) you could tell that he like, I don't know. To me, it felt like he left the potato famine back home. And was like, and a lot of people died, and he was like trying to make a better life here, mm-hmm. which is not true because it's 2019. But that's what the bar evoked, and like his spirit evoked, and like these Gaelic uh, poems. Interesting. And it made me, I always forget that, like in Ireland, you know, English is like, you know, the Irish and the English have, the English have basically terrorized the Irish for forever. And I forgot that the Irish had their own language. And you remember, it's like, it's like, oh yeah, this is, uh, you know, there's a history, there's history here. And then it's like in this bar and then everyone's sad and you're like, have a beer. And then you're like, oh, well you might become an alcoholic. And you know, it's, it has everything. And it all kind of goes back to that's what you love about it. And then they're like sad. So they write these Gaelic poems that they put on the wall. So it's like, it's just this perfect rotating thing that really works well i like that i don't have it in my top nine but that's one of my favorite things about bars is like the the atmosphere and like the stuff on the walls and how you go into a bar and it kind of it represents usually the owner and it's like very specific those are my favorite kind of bars the ones that are like have the stuff on the walls that are very specific to just kind of what the bar represents yeah it's like if these walls could talk I love it. Also, that that saying, "If these walls could talk," I just thought of it. Yeah, yeah. That was the first time I heard it. Yeah, I thought it was a good one, original. Anyway, subscribe to our Patreon. (laughs) Get more little little quotes like that that are unbelievably original. Yeah, nice. That's my number nine. My number eight is live music at a bar. Always enjoy live music. Number one, it could be really good, so that's always nice. And you're like this is really good and it's pleasant or it could be really bad like music and the comedian in me like you you have that sympathy like when you're bombing on stage and you're like this guy's bombing nobody wants to this guy's ruining everyone's night because it's terrible music or it's too loud or whatever it is but then you kind of like it's like oh this is what you got to do if you want to make it and this is crazy and you have that sort of connection I think live music is always better than comedy at a bar. I mean, if you're there for a show at a bar and it's a, it's comedy, it's great. But we've both done ambush shows, which is oh, yeah. when you're at a bar and all of a sudden comedy happens and no one knows about it. And 
no one's happy with that. No one came to the bar to hear comedy that they didn't plan on hearing. Especially no. the fact, you know, comedy usually isn't good, so that's a big problem. Yeah, no one wants the George Ann Bush bar. Yeah, and I'm thinking about there, I mean, obviously a lot of bars have music, but there's this, it's more of a restaurant, I talked about it on the pod, uh, uh, Les Enfants, it's a French restaurant slash bar by me, and uh, they have like live music on Sundays, and it's like, I don't know, they're like French, and it just like works really well with the the bar slash restaurant and it's cool when like that genuinely enhances not only your time but just like the community aspect of of the bar it's like yeah this is a place where alcohol is sold and people are going to spend money and maybe make bad decisions but it's also a place where people are going to have great memorable times exactly so 100 i love musical bars i don't have it on my top nine but i love it because it's 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 better than an ambush show because you can't really bomb as a musician at a bar. You, you can't can really bomb. You can bomb. I don't really. I don't think you can because people are going to clap no matter what. You may. You might know personally. You could feel as it. a musician. I. I um. I was on the Upper West Side. This was over the summer, having dinner with my aunt, and it was outside. And this guy, who I guess normally does music, like normally sings in this restaurant he just like took over the sidewalk and he's like, I'm going to sing a bunch of songs. I usually sing. And it was just, I mean, it was horrendous. Right. But you think it's horrendous, but then everyone like... knew it was horrendous. Even the guy knew it was horrendous. There were bikers who were, <laughs> he literally had to jump out of the way for bikers biking down the street. They all knew it was bad. Nobody wanted this. I don't even think the guy, but with stand up comedy, you get, you have to have a reaction. You have to hear a laugh. If you don't get a laugh, you know, it's failing for music. I, I don't know. I mean, people aren't, there's not like a live reaction, so you might internalize that, but there's not like a palpable. I guess there, in certain scenarios, but it's not compared to a comedy bomb you're where saying you know stand-up comedy. If they're not laughing, then it's, you're bombing. Yeah. Oh. I should probably stop. <laughs> I might want to change careers, change passions, pursuits of the Christ. But, but I love music at a bar because it can be background noise, or it can be your main focus. Oh yeah, which I love. That is good. It's it's versatile like that. Could yeah. depend on where you're sitting now. Right. You don't want to be too like if it starts and you're too close, then it's right. Then you're brutal, locked in. Brutal cadoodle. You don't you right. want that. Yeah. My, I'm a big jazz guy. I love I love jazz at bars. Jazz at bars are great. I mean, that's that's something that you can't replicate it on not live. I mean, jazz is all about. Being the thing and being the moment, yeah, and and being in Utah, so it's like if you can't do either of those, then what's the point? Yeah, might as well get some mail, get some Carl Malone, be the mailman, get out of there. Yeah, FedEx. Nice. UPS. <laughs> anyway, if you want to hear about the next shipping company, you could subscribe to our Patreon <laughs> and we'll reveal it. Okay, uh, number seven is what is it? Oh, it's um. It's, this is a little bit condescending. I don't, you know, the problem with me is that, like, I don't, I'm, ha- I'm confident and happy with who I am, but I understand that I could be annoying and condescending and just, you know, not great. Uh, so, my number seven is... It's just having a breakdown. I'm just, I'm just being honest. My number seven is having a non-alcoholic drink in your hand and nobody noticing. Oh, that's great. It's That's great, but it's it's something where it's like you're 
you're cheating. Every, every the bar. I mean, you don't have to. Uh, but I, I mean, I, you know, basically stopped drinking, and I only drink in like specific situations. But you don't want. I. It's a good one. You don't want because you don't, you don't want to be the empty-handed guy who's going to call attention to not drinking. But you have a you have a cup of uh, ginger ale or, or or soda, and it's like you're blending in. Exactly, and I, which is, I, makes I, sense. I feel like I'm getting away with something. Like I'll even be more energetic. So it's like, oh, this guy, you know, he's he's, yeah, going he's having nuts. a good time, and I'm like, I am going nuts, tricking you, right? Yeah. <laughs> and you're you're at the bar, you're socializing, you chose to be there for a reason. Just you just don't want to drink. Yeah, so I like that. I think it's like a. I just, I also like, I mean, I like being at bars. Maybe I, this is also just the stage I'm at in life, but you know, the past few years I've been frequently at bars, not really not drinking or not drinking, like not drinking at all, or just having like one drink. Yeah. And you just, you just see what goes on so much more clearly. Right. And it's so fascinating. I, I kind yeah. of like that better. I mean, you know, when I was 22, I liked bars cause you know, but now 100 it's a fun place that people watch and observe people's uh behavior the more and more they get loose loosey-goosey qab yeah that's a good one that's my number seven all right my number nine this is a little weird but i it's got smelling it babies it is smelling babies at bars how'd you guess it now imagine but that's that's kind of one of my passions on the side my number nine is sticky floors I love a bar that's got a sticky floor. It's got that old beer smell. You, you're, it's got a little your your feet. It's got that little stick every time you take a step. It means that it's it's been through stuff. It's there's people been here have been spilling. Like it's just something. It gives a little, little character to the bar. I like it. It's something I haven't experienced in a long time. You just feel like you're at a, a weathered place that a lot of people have been in and out of. I. I it's just a sticky floor. It's my number nine. Yeah, sticky floors are always like smoking cigarettes, and they're like, ah, oh, you can't, you can't, you know. <laughs> yeah, there's just layers yeah, of, right. of gunk. That's, that's what a sticky floor would say. <laughs> exactly. The sticky floor combination with the old beer smell. I, I, I love it. It just sounds like a dead guy to me. It's not quite dead. It's, got, it's still alive. The stickiness is alive. It brings the. It's similar in a way to like the those old gaelic poems you're talking about is it's part of the atmosphere yeah, you're it's right. part of the character it adds it adds a layer to it like you know what you're walking into something a little sticky situation yeah you could be in a bit of sticky situation i don't like a sticky floor because it's you know it, it lets you know that it is sticky and it's letting you know it's, it is letting <laughs> you know and it's 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 announcing itself just be don't you don't have to be you don't you could be you don't have to be a sticky floor to be okay, you're okay the way you are. Right. Just take a shower. Or if you're sticky, be be who you are. Maybe you are you are a sticky floor, and that's just who you are. No one's a sticky floor. You choose to be a sticky floor. Not no always. One starts, no one starts as a sticky floor. What if you're a floor that's getting stuff spilled on you? Then you become sticky. It's not you're not choosing to be spilled on. You're choosing not to clean up your act. <laughs> At a certain point of the day, a certain point of the night, you can't keep cleaning up stick. You just got to let the stick ride out, and then the next day you clean up. I like getting into a bar. You know you know it's sticky. You know people have been getting after it in there, and it's just it's just like, a, all right, I'm in here. It's sticky. I got to say, I'm floored by your argument here. 
All right. I'm raising the roof. My number eight, this is another weird one. It's bathroom encounters. Especially when you've had a couple of wobbly pops, a couple of, uh, a couple of uh, Tila tequilas. Everyone's open. Oh, everyone at a bar, if you're drinking, everyone's a lot more open and outgoing, especially me. Who I'm, I'm more of an introvert. But if I've had a couple of, of shooters, when I go into the bathroom, I feel like, especially in the guys' room, everyone's kind of like, oh, hey, man. But the best is when you run into somebody that you, you're, that you know and, and you get so excited. You have an intimate conversation. You're, you're, you're both there for the same reason. Hearing other people's streams. That's a heavy stream. It's a bad stream. It's just a fun little encounter. It's surprising. Or you can meet somebody in the bathroom, which is always fun. Everyone, Everyone's in a much better mood. I've had more to say about it, I'm trying to think. Just like, I feel women, women like going to the bathroom together. Like, let's go to the bathroom. They can have, like, gossipy conversations. But guys go in there. They talk, they talk junk. They talk noise. I enjoy it. And I also love talking gossip while in the bathroom. Point number eight. Bathroom encounters. It's a good one. It also is one of those things that like shows how much worse everybody is sober. Right. It's like not a good species. Right. So, it's true. In, in, in a sober bathroom, especially in the guy's bathroom, everyone's got their head down, looking down at their wiener. In a, in a lubed up bathroom, everyone's looking up. Everyone's, everyone's just, you know, in a more positive headspace. Jiffy Lube. <laughs> I could go for an oil change. Yeah, it just, it just, there's something that does like uh, elucidate. Yeah. Not to use a, you know, a, an SAT word here, but it's a good word. It, it, uh, it shows that like we're, like what's wrong with us? <laughs> yeah. We're muffed up. We are. We got that. We're just like, it, it just shows that we're just stuck. In something like we're like a sticky floor, and we just gotta loosen up. Loosen up and br- embrace the stickiness. Because life ain't easy. Excuse me, burp city, burp crusher. My number seven, another wild one, but it, I enjoy watching it. I don't. I've never been involved in one, but it's watching a bar fight. I feel like at the the Village Lantern where we did a lot of comedy back in the back in the old days. There's a, there's a couple of bar fights, but I definitely saw a lot in college, and it's just it's a, it's an exciting moment just seeing like a couple of drunk idiots just get after it. It's I don't like when I I've had a couple where I've had friends get into bar fights, and that's terrible. Don't like when it's like immediately involved in the group that you're with. But if you're able to watch it from like an outsider perspective, it's entertaining. It's 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 scrappy. There's like a live energy to a bar fight. And it's just, it's, uh, I mean, you don't have to pay pay-per-view up for boxing. You get to see a live fight. It's my number seven. I, I'm not a big fan of bar fights. It reminds me of, you know, when you're in the car with someone and they're, like, driving aggressively and, like, you don't feel safe. Right. And you're, like, I don't like being in that car. I like watching other yeah, cars yeah, yeah. from afar. You, when you're in the car and you're like, why are you like this? Like, what psychological <laughs> thing yeah. is wrong with you that you have to take out your frustration on the road and being a bad and dangerous driver. That's what bar fights are to me. They never need to happen. They're always escalated. Oh, I've yeah. been at the the, the Lantern is a good example. The bar fights, I've seen, you know, a handful. And they're always 
Oh, oh, I don't. It's over it's, stupid it's, little. It's probably, little this probably isn't true 100 percent of the time, but I feel like 99 percent of the time, there, one party might be more at fault than the other, but it's always escalated. You could always de-escalate the situation, and it's you know just some sort of male ego thing that uh, is to me is stupid. 100. percent I mean, I've I've also seen a lot of females get get into like uh, fights with other females. It's, people get scrappy, especially when the, people get drunk. People's uh, get get their egos big. People get insecure. People are talking like they wouldn't normally talk. It's it's a wild little experiment. These bars. That's <laughs> definitely true. It is a wild experiment. But if you're not involved, I think it's 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 but like it's, like, it's a reality TV. Don't you always feel involved? Anytime something happens, I'm like, well, this I should. This is my fault. <laughs> Sometimes, but. It, if it's not with my group of friends, I'm not jumping into a bar fight or trying to break it up unless it's like right in my vicinity. Felicity Hoffman. Yeah. Just like vicinity. Yeah. Grand Theft Auto vicinity. Nice. That's, it's Venice. Just, it's just stuff. I'm not. I'm not really feeling it today. It's dark out. It's it's dark and it's two p.m. You could you could make up the time. I mean, I can't believe it's already <laughs> December. Exactly. That's what I've been saying for 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 a day now. Yeah. All right, that's your number seven. Yeah, getting slugged up at a bar. <laughs> yeah, watching people get slugged up. My number Great. six is finding seating at mm. a bar where there's not many seats. What a what a time! I had this bit that I used to do, where I said like, the outlook on what I look for in a bar has changed. You know, it used to be like what are the deals on shots and all that and now I'm like wow there's so many places to sit down look at these tables and chairs but, right. um, and it's true I mean who wants to go to a bar and stand up what's the point unless you're doing comedy I don't even want I, I want to sit down and tell people the way it is I want to <laughs> say hey you what's your you, name you are known as one of those hey, like hey, Mark Marin sitting hey, down on you. the chair what's your name <laughs> take it easy What's your, what's your name? How come you avo- you're avoiding the question? What's your name? You don't want to know my name. If I tell you my name, take you outside. No, you don't go outside until the end of this. After the show, we go outside. But now we're inside. Do you know the difference? No. What you tell me, tough guy. I told you. <laughs> I'm going to write something. Give it to you. You see it? It says yep. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot C-O-M <laughs> slash B-R-A-I. You got it? I got it. I'm gonna. I'll subscribe. I like. I like a good Patreon. Do you guys do off menu episodes? Not for you. All right. Well, I'm gonna subscribe and I'm gonna get you off menu. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is one of the most off the this, rails. This is the worst. Episodes. This is the worst. <laughs> my worst brace bits performance I've ever had. <laughs> I think. I think it might be better than you think. I think. I think it's gonna come out different, but better. You know, and people are like, it 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 hits different. I'm like, wait. This one hits different. Come on. People it hits different. People run out of things to say. <laughs> Instead of like, this is interesting. It's like, you could be active. Everything doesn't have to hit you. And you go out and mop the floor. And don't, mop my, don't mop my floor. I want it to be sticky. I'm mopping all the floors. I'm getting out my mop. I got a mop top. I used to have a mop top. Or a mushroom mushroom cut? Nice. Those are different. A little bit. I had a mushroom cut when I was like six. Who didn't? 
Classic. I, had a, I actually had a bowl cut. Bulbasaur? Top, top bowls. There, that's number two. <laughs> All right, so was, uh, whenever six is finally seeing a crowd of art, yeah, you don't want to, you want to, you get it. It's, you know, standing up is worse. Uh, sure. Number five is, you're going to like this one. It's watching inconsequential sports games. Oh, baby. That is my number six, pretty much. So I don't like watching, like, if you go to a bar that's like a bar of a team and you're watching, it's one of the worst experiences of, of mankind. It's worse than being in a stadium. Because at least the stadium, it's like the game's live. But the bar where it's like, like, I, I remember one time I went to one of my friends, he's from Boston. And I went with him to this bar, Professor Tom's in the East Village. Sure. Been there, yeah. And it was the, it was like the Boston Bruins and it was like the conference finals and they won the game and they made it to the Stanley Cup. But just like those situations is the worst thing because you have to like pretend like the Boston Bruins are your whole life. Right. And no one, you know, if the Boston Bruins are your whole life, you gotta, you gotta mop up. You gotta. You gotta go to the penalty box for that one. Yeah, and I just hate that because it's always so it's all, all, all the time. I mean, if you're at a you know uh, maybe not a Jets bar because who would be caught at one of those? But um, gangrene. But it, you know, if you're at a whatever sports team and it's a big game, it's always going to be packed, and it's it's just terrible. You, you hate that. One time, actually, I was um, with this was two years. This was during the 2018 World Cup. Uh, I was with Zachary Snackery, and hmm. we decided it was like, like the quarter quarterfinals maybe, and we like just like we we're in Brooklyn and we wanted to watch like it was like England against Colombia maybe, and we wanted to watch it, so we went to this bar that was like a soccer bar, and you couldn't move. You could number one, you couldn't get a drink, but you just couldn't move. Everyone was like so intense, and you could tell yeah. some people were trying harder. And then at halftime, we were like. Let's get out of here. And we went to this other bar where they're showing it, but like no one would cared and no one was paying attention. And we just sat at the bar and watched it, and it was amazing. And it's yeah, like, you got to have a, some kind of level of comfort. You don't want to be like I had that when I watched the Conor McGregor Floyd Mayweather boxing match. I was in like a packed out bar. You're just so uncomfortable. Yeah, it's cool. Everyone's watching the same thing, but you want to be able to get a drink and sit down a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. So like, but watching yeah watching sports where it's like not that is great. You're just like yes. hanging out. It's on. I mean, I kind of miss that. Like, I, I realized with the pandemic, like, I watched the majority of like NBA games while doing stand up comedy at right. bars. Right. And football games, too. Like, so I kind of miss that. And it's like a great way to like be f- keeping, keep tabs of what's happening, but not like letting it overtake your life. Yeah. You're not invested. Yeah. That's pretty much my number six. It's like a lot of TVs for sports. And I also, I enjoy, I don't love a sports bar that has, one team specific and everyone there is for one team but i like going to a bar that has a lot of different sports on and then seeing the little pockets of being like oh those are those are some uh new orleans pelicans fans and seeing like seeing the different pockets of fans and and then being into the games is, is interesting and like you said just like being able to watch a random game that you wouldn't have watched on your own is a lot of fun yeah and i do love when people come into a bar and they're like you got the game on right and they expect the bartender to know what the game is when it's not. It's yeah. like you don't have the Colorado Rapids versus LA Galaxy game on. What's wrong <laughs> yeah. with you? That was one of the best parts about the Lantern is that they would never have the game on. But and like and it was always they they, they were 
they are fantastic over there, but it was always it was always a chore to get the to, the game on. It felt like it felt like asking them to put on a certain game, unless you're some 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 people had the privilege like they would just give you the controller to put on the game, but sometimes they would act like you're asking them to do do the hardest thing to put on the game. I've put on games there before, and it is kind of hard because there's all these different remotes, so you gotta kind of it's, right. you know it's gymnastics. Right, but if you're if you got all those TVs, that's you should it should be a perk of the bar. You put it on games. Jesse Perkins, Kendrick Perkins. Yeah, sports. Sports number four is overhearing people in general. Love that. You love that. Love overhearing like a not even overhearing, but like watching what you could tell as a first date or early in the game date, seeing people's body language, seeing how it evolves over time see which one is worse i, I just burped sorry nice. burp kreischer you already said that burp and ernie nice then i also one thing i really love is you get this in new york city you get this everywhere but when there's a group of people from a different country or it just could be like a different part of the country but i always love when people are speaking a different language and nice. they're at a bar because there's this feeling of like no one else knows what's going on here and there's some sort of level of authenticity that is reached and they love that i love trying to uh, overhear if they're speaking french or german like sometimes now if they're speaking french i feel like i'd be able to catch most of what was going on when people speaking german i used to be able to bits and pieces kind of maybe understand schnitzel and, yeah get a, a schnitzel uh, it wasn't the worst thing in the world, but, you know, it wasn't the plug and kooken. So. Nice. Nine. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and I, I kind of always liked that. I always loved, at the Lantern, this was common, but especially, uh, like, people would come outside and smoke cigarettes and then, like, talk in a different language about, like, things that were going on inside. And I was like, this is, like, a, another level. Yeah. And then you got to always love when you overhear people and you realize how horrible they are and you're like, oh, I'm not as bad as I thought. Right. I like that. That's Comparatively, that, guy, that guy's an asshole. Yeah. Right. You hear when you overhear groups and you're like, well, you overhear one person and you're like, how are these people friends with this person? But then you hear the rest of them and you're like, okay, this makes sense. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's the underrated part about bars. Just like a little just reality show. You get the like, if you choose to, you can just observe so many different like foreign people, couples, new dates, people that have been married together for a while, people meeting each other there. It's it's a nice little petri dish. Yeah, and bars and restaurants are both like this in the sense that people behave as if nobody's watching. Right. And it's like, nah, I'm watching. <laughs> yeah. Though I think us, me and you, and comedians and we're more observational than I think the majority of people. A lot more people are kind of just thinking about themselves and not really caring about how they are being observed. I don't know if that's true. For them, a lot of the, a lot of the people I know in my life are not really uh, as obser- observational as I am, or, or comedians. Maybe it's just the people I know, but a lot of people don't have any self awareness of how they come across. Yeah, I know. I can't believe other people don't have any self awareness. You got the self-awareness. You were just talking about self-awareness. 
That was your number four? That was, yeah, that was my number four. I can't even think of like any reference. I'm like, awareness. What is awareness? <laughs> How do we get awareness? And I'm like, bears? Bareness? That's good. That's something. No, it's not. It's nothing. That's awareness in it itself. You know, it's nothing. No. This is this is a meta world peace episode. We're really, we're, we're not making any sense. My number six is is lots of TVs for sports. Watching other fans. Huge. Well, love that. Love watching a random game. Miss miss that in general. My number five is meeting a random person. I. I'm not the most outgoing person, like I said, but at a bar, if I've had a couple wobblies, I'm more open to meeting somebody, which I wish I would do. It's, it's, I mean, it's impossible to do now, but just meeting a random person, whether it's, you know, trying to meet a girl or or a, a or a, or a guy, Ooh. a guy that you, you just send some chemistry. You're watching the game, maybe, or you have a similar drink. There's so many little different intros that you can have at a bar. I feel like bars, I, I learned this from watching Bar Rescue, which is a pretty funny show, that bars, good bars, are designed for people to meet each other. And they have these little narrow walkways or little things set up where you, you brush up against somebody and you meet them. People are more outgoing. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's something I miss. New connections. Sounds creepy. <laughs> Yeah, I love these bars with narrow walkways. <laughs> but it's true. It is, clubs, yeah, it is true. clubs are set up for right. that so that people will bump into each other. Yeah, yeah. There, there is something right. It is about that chemistry. You, yeah. You develop a chemistry and it's like, you know, you're the sodium to my chloride and it's about to get salty. Add the salt on. Give me a little pepper. I love good chemistry. Yeah. And then my numero four, haven't gone on a lot of these, but I think bars are the best place to go on a date. I'm not, I think I've talked about it. I'm not a big in the f- person going to a restaurant. I, unless we're going to Buffalo Wild Wings and we're getting saucy. That's a whole different ball game. But going on a first date to a bar, I think, is the perfect place because you can choose what kind of bar to go to. You can go to a wine bar, you can go to an intimate place, or you can go to a louder place where it's like there's there's more background noise. There's things you guys can both look at and, and kind of be distracted by. There's not as much pressure. I think going to a bar, it's also perfect because you're not having a full meal. Let's say you don't have the chemistry. You get one drink, and then you get you can get out of there. you got to dodge. Durango. I think bars are great because you can just get one thing and then get out of there. It, it, at, at restaurants or or most other places, you have to kind of sit through the whole process of getting a meal. Bar, you can get a, a cup of ginger ale and get the hell up. My number four is going on a date to bars, Lance. That's a good one. I've never done it. Never gone on a date to a bar. I met, I met Kate at a bar. Randomly or was it? Was it a... No. What happened was we were at, this was senior year in college, and we were at this bar. And Kate was talking to one of my friend's girlfriends at the time. And I was like, who's that? And then this girl came over to us and I was like, who's that? Like (laughs) pointing to Kate. And she was like, oh, it's Kate. You should meet her. And I was like, no, I'm way too drunk. And then I kind of forgot about it. But she like was like, she made it happen. She's like, no, you guys got to meet. So like a week later, she like set it up. So there you go. So yeah. you had that first connection. Yeah. At the bar. I had the foresight to be like, 
Because if I met her at then, it would have been like you don't want a sloppy first impression. Yeah, it would have been it would have been brutal. Yeah, too, the floor was just too sticky at the time. Yeah, it was a sticky floor. But that's that goes back to the awareness. You had the complete awareness. You knew you were you were aware that you were too drunk. I know. I mean, I can't believe all these people who don't have any awareness because <laughs> they just took it all. I hoarded all the awareness. I'm telling you, there's a, I, I would say the majority of people, human beings, don't have awareness. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should start an awareness podcast. What would we do? We we talk about werewolves. In a way. <laughs> I like that. Oh, <laughs> exactly. Who are you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you don't want it to be a full moon. No, no one, no one does. Maybe a blue especially moon. at midnight. I'll take a blue moon with an orange slice. Yeah. Anyway. I was thinking about getting out of Dodge. Like you said, you get a drink and you get out of Dodge. Mm-hmm. But what you know how most people nowadays go to bars and they like charge their phones? That's like what people do. Yeah. Like they walk into a bar and they're like, hey, could I charge my phone? Yeah. And then they're like, you have green text? Anyway. Yeah. But <laughs> if you're trying to get out of Dodge, but you are you're have a charger, you can't get out of Dodge and have a charger. Dodge charger. Nice. There it is. You're you're firing. You're firing all cylinders. I, I forced that one. No, that was that was like a narrow hallway. <laughs> and you made it through, with no spills. That was that was that was pretty dang good. But that is that is, past few years charging a bar has become a it's a it's oh, own it's pandemic. A, it's a it is the pandemic. People just walk up to a bartender and they're like, "Hey, could I uh, charge my phone?" And they don't even bring the charger. It's like BYOC. Right, San Diego least. charger. Los Angeles Charger. It's ridiculous. And then there's some sort of uh, rapport. It's like it's not right. It ain't right. There's no awareness there. I know, but I think people pawn it off as like, well, I'm charging my phone, therefore I'm like important because I n- need my phone because I refresh Instagram all day. Yeah. It's important. It's bonkers. Yonkers. Yeah. Yonkers Doesn't Comedy it- Club. Solid, solid club. Yeah. That was my numero four. Going on a date. My number three is when you're at a bar and the perfect song comes on out of nowhere that like you kind of forgot about. Oh, yeah. And it like perfectly fits the mood. Uh, shout out to Pat. Shout out, Pat. But Pat was like the king of this. You'd always be playing music that I forgot about that I liked. That was always good. Pat had great music taste. S- sneaky jams. Do you have sneaky jams? Yeah. He was like uh, Emilio and Mr. Deeds. Very, very sneaky. Better than sneaky. Sneaky. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. I remember I was at this bar in Copenhagen when I was uh, 10 years ago. Copen Isabel. Had- we got some breeze beats. We got some breeze beats. They're coming in hot. So ready on our breeze beats. She is the person behind the Braves Bits theme song, but I'm going to edit this out. We can't reveal that. Can't reveal Parmesan. You know what? If you subscribe to our Patreon, we'll reveal who's behind the... Yeah, we can throw that on the Patreon. I mean, if you subscribe to the Patreon, you have no idea how unaware you are. Talking about awareness. Subscribe to our Patreon and you'll find out who sings the the Braves Bits theme song. Oh, yeah. If you subscribe to the Patreon, not only will you find out who's sings the brace with theme song but you'll find out who you really are you'll find out who doesn't sing the theme song also sure 
Because it could be anybody. Most people haven't sung it. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Uh, I was at this bar in Copenhagen, Isabel Copenhagen, mm-hmm. and uh, you know the song Teenage Dirtbag by Weedus came on? Sure. And like, I forgot about the song, and then I was like, oh, this is amazing, and then I like listened to the song for the next eight years. Because it was like <laughs> such a perfect... Who expects that to come on in Copenhagen, Denmark? Right. Nobody. That's the best. That's that's. I think that's the reason why Shazam the app was created, which is another it's a fantastic that. app. Oh my no, Lance! Don't outsources memory and association to an app. Who? Why? Why even bother having a brain? What if you're at a bar in Copenhagen, you don't have any friends there. You're there alone, and a song comes on, and you just want to know what song it is. It's a Shazam and, shame that we are just. How could you shame Shazam? It's one of the most insane technologies. You're 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 in an elevator and the song comes on. You're not surrounded by anybody. You press an app. Technology tells you what song it is. It's insane. Google now has a technology where if you hum a song to it, it's gonna tell you what song that is. Do you hate that? Yeah, I do. You know, technology oh is better. It's over. You know, technology is better. What? Your noggin. Sometimes you don't got eggnog for your noggin. This is what happens. You hear the song, you say, oh man, what's this song, what's this song, what's this song? And then you like spend the next four days thinking of it. That's, and then one, that's agony. And then, and then it pops in your head, and it's the greatest moment of your life. Cut out those four days. Actually, my wife has been doing this, and it's the greatest thing. She w- couldn't think of the uh, the fourth Beatle, which is funny that it's the fourth. Do you know who the fourth Beatle is? George Harris? Yeah. And she like couldn't think of his last name, and she was like, don't tell me I'm going to, and she got it. And that's whatever, like, why, that, are we, why are we outsourcing our potential as a species to Shazam? There's no need. I understand. It's a, it's if, a waste. It's I get sabotage. it. If it's, we're, if, we're sabotaging ourselves. If it's a song that you, you know, I, I can understand your argument. Like you want to be able to pull it on your own, but what if it's a new song? It's a sabotage, what if it's a, sabotage Mahal? But I, I use it for new songs. I'm like, Oh, what is this? I never heard this before. I need to know who sings this. So then I Shazam it, and I learn about a whole new artist. What if what if you're, you're learning knowledge from this technology? I don't know. When does that happen? All the time. Most of my Shazams are all songs I've never I, heard how before. How do I know about new songs? I never Shazam, and new songs come into my life all the time. I don't know how they get into your life, but going to, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how you can hit on Shazam. Shazam, one of the best things about living on this earth i'm better off without it especially when Shaq had that movie shazam yeah that's what i was thinking about all right so my number two is kind of odd but it's when a bar is firing at all cylinders kind of like <laughs> watching a bartender on top of their game i love like the juxtaposition of like this doesn't happen i guess as you get older it's less and less but you know the bars you go to when you're like you're in college and you're in your 20s and it just packed oh yeah and everyone's there to like hook up with each other or text people about where to go next and <laughs> yes. um uh like everyone's you know it's like impossible to get drinks and these bartenders are just like wizards of waverly place and they're just going nuts and like so like they got the the music class and they have everything down and they're so quick and they're somehow getting like 12 drinks a minute and how like the skill that takes versus like drunk idiots like waving cards and stuff I just like love that juxtaposition and in those cases like bartenders are generally making a lot of money for the work and I'm like 
every like when I'm in the situation where I'm like trying to get a drink like that, I'm like, me and all these other people deserve to get ripped off. Like this person is is deservedly making money right now, and I I love that. And then you have like when that happens, but then like the right music is playing. There's like you know maybe bar back like doing their thing. You know someone spills something but then someone's right there to clean it up you just gotta you gotta love it things are That's flying a, out of the kitchen if it's you know their food it's you, gotta, you gotta love I, I do like i mean it's i mean i've spent a lot of time at bars for like someone who doesn't really like drinking through comedy and it is really interesting to see kind of different ebbs and flows of different times like i've been so many times i've been at you know, bars all days of the week, like being on a bar on a Sunday night when there's nothing happening, it's like an interesting energy. And it's always cool to see kind of how the bar and the time period, like when they could really be in synergy, it's a, it's a nice thing. Yeah, that's a good, that's really a good one. It's magic. When it's packed and it's, it's bartenders are not overwhelmed. That's, those are, it's, it's, it's talent. It takes a, a level of, being able to be grounded and, and be like locked in and focused, it's not an easy job. Only thing I, I don't like, I, I, I like when a bartender at those crowded times like follows their process and doesn't allow like the overly aggressive people who are like waving money in their face or like reaching over the table or reaching over the bar like to try and get their attention. I like the bartenders that are kind of grounded and they're just like they're going in the order that they see the people. And they're like, just, it's, it's kind of like a hierarchy. You're just, you're just going down the line. Yeah. Don't, don't let the bartender when they're like, when they're susceptible to the aggressive guy or girl who's like going to wave a 20 in their face. Don't yeah. Like that. Well, people who are just like waving credit cards and all that, they generally have like a ton of self-awareness. So I'm very jealous. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. Yeah. And then my number one is the delicate dance of like watching a bartender caring for their customer but also like encouraging them to like have too Get many more. drinks and like make bad decisions and ruin their life <laughs> i just like love like that line right and That's i it. think it's tough because it's like a bar- i mean a bartender is really like you want to get as much money as possible out of these people but you're also building relationships with people. So it's like an ultimate moral dilemma. And I love it. Right. You don't want to overserve somebody, but it's your job to ask them to want another one. And you'll like, yeah, it's... and that's how you make your money. Yeah. So it's like you make your money, but then it's like, it's kind of the ultimate like thing of like the worse you are as a person, the more money you make. And this isn't yeah. always true in life. Like you could be a great person and make a lot of money. But this is certainly true in a lot of professions. Like, the worse you are, you can make money in the short term. You could, you know, sure. develop a opioid and lie about its effects and make billions of dollars. Like, you could right. make a vaccine for COVID, pretend it's all good, make billions of dollars, and then 10 years later, we're all dead. Like, uh, tell people that a house is, you know, their loan is great and then screw them over. Right. And uh, that's kind of like what a bartender, they have to always decide like how much should I screw this person over? And I, I love it. 
and also just being aware of how much control you have over that person. Like some people know their limits and know they have awareness of how drunk they are and how what they're how many they can have. And some people are like, especially when it's a, a hot bartender and they're like, oh, this she's flirting with me or this guy's flirting with me, and they're kind of manipulating to be like, oh, you want one more? I'll do one with you. You buy them a shot. They're not even taking the shot. It's it's a song and dance. Yeah. Ed, Ed Farrell, I think, has this funny joke about, I forget exactly how it goes, but bartender and some, one of his customers comes up and they said, hey, I quit drinking. And he's like, well, good for you, but also <laughs> bad for me. I, I forget exactly what it is, but it's like, that is the um, the dance. Right. You want to be supportive. It's like you're proud of, you're proud of uh, the person for, if they had a problem, you know, for getting their life together. But you're also going to be homeless, so. Right. That's a good one. Yeah. It's funny that that's your number one. My number three is kind of similar, but my number three is chatting with a bartender, talking to a bartender, having a bartender that knows you. It's kind of it's kind of like <clears throat> that song and dance. But I, when I lived in the city, my favorite bar was this place, Reservoir Bar on 10th University. I know. I live around the corner. Good sports bar. They have good bar food. Going in there and like just talking and like catching up with the bartender, it's great, especially when they know you, they know what you like. Um, there is, and it, it is interesting because like you feel like you know them on a personal level, like you consider them a friend, but then there, it's it's also the business part of like they're coming back to you, like, oh, you want one more? And you kind of have to know your limits, know that they're trying to make money also. But it's also like before I moved to Astoria. I went to this place. I went to Brother Jimmy's in the city, and the bartender I was friends with, he gave me recommendations about Astoria, and he gave me a lot of like places to check out before I moved here. He used to live in Astoria, told me about the neighborhood. So it's like you're, it's it's very interesting. I love talking to a bartender. It's my number three. I like that bar, Reservoir Bar. One of my, it's probably my favorite bar in the city. Bunch of dogs at that bar. Bunch. <laughs> bunch of dogs i think it's actually i'm not sure if it's the same owners but it used to be a pittsburgh sports bar pittsburgh pittsburgh braised pittsburgh yeah no you're right the only i don't really like talking to bartenders except for pat pat's the only bartender i've ever enjoyed talking to but i guess i haven't ever gone to a bar regularly enough to develop any sort of relationship because every other bar i've gone to it's like a you know it's a one-time transaction so i'm not i'm not getting close and if Glenn Close, and if you're with other people, your focus is not on the bartender. But I used to go to bars alone just to kind of sit at the bar, and that's when they, they chat you up, and that's when you're, if you're, it's the person you're talking to, unless you're meeting somebody, a, a, a stranger at the bar. Yeah. My number dose, my number two, it's buying around for the group of people you're with. If you're with like a couple of people, it's a nice feeling getting all this next round's on me you'll you love saying that i'll get around at, at, at when i was doing comedy when people would come to the show um and we would go to the bar after to thank them for coming to the show buy a round for of drinks it's, it's just a great feeling you feel like a boss for a minute or two you feel like it's a it's a small little gift if it's it's a it's a good thing it's buying around I liked buying rounds up until the point where you get the bill and you're like, I spent $80 on like <laughs> right. giving me myself an ego boost. Not worth right. it. But it's me. a good, 
it's a good thing if you're with a group that you're rotating buying the rounds. If like it is, if it balances out where you got three free drinks and you bought one round. Oh, you got it. I mean, you got it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I also don't love the obligation in that because it. Right. I I will usually I I, I feel like I'm usually I do it first, just get out of the way, because then I get anxious and I'm like, well, if we have three rounds, like. That means you have to have three drinks. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like if I'm the last person to buy a round, then it's like, well, we have to get another one. Otherwise, I'm the asshole. But I also don't want this next drink. So I always just try to get it out of the way. Yeah. Getting an early round is smart. Yeah. But then you're like thinking about, about that. And then you're like, why am I thinking about this? Why am I always thinking about all this stuff? And it's just like, <clears> have <throat> a good time. Because it's because of your self-awareness. No. I don't have any. <laughs> I donated it all. Today's uh, Giving Tuesday. I mean, that's that's charity. That's you being aware that you got to give away your self-awareness. Well, I tried to, and they're like, well, you don't have we it. Don't, we don't want it. <laughs> you know, and I was like, what are you talking about? I have so much. And they're like, exactly, you don't have any. <laughs> that's good. My number one is the first, when we decided on doing this top nine, it's the first thing that popped in my head. It's, it's the thing I think about the most when going to a bar with a group of people. And it's obviously, it can only be done when you're with a group of people, and it's easier to be done at a packed bar. It's usually my only way of leaving a, a packed bar when I'm with friends. It's the old Irish exit. Leaving a bar without saying goodbye. I'm the king of the Irish exit. Started doing it in college at like house parties. People would always ask me the next day. It is, it is a classic. A, the, a friend texted me, when did you leave last night? We didn't, we didn't, we didn't see you go. I love an Irish exit also because, I mean, the reason why you do it is because you're leaving preemptively before people you're with want to leave. If you, if you tell them you're leaving, they're going to tell you not to leave. They're going to force you to stay. They're going to guilt you about leaving. Irish exit, you slip out the back door. No one knows. No one realizes until the next day or a couple hours later. It gives you a little rush of adrenaline because you don't want to get caught mid-Irish exit. I've had plenty of Irish exits where I'm caught leaving and you got to go back inside and then try to do it again. It's just, it's a fantastic little getaway. It's, it's something you can do with another person, but it's pretty much done alone. And you get to kind of, it's, it's a, you're, it's, it takes self-awareness. You're deciding to leave. You don't want to stay any longer. The people you're with want to stay. Get out of there. Irish, Irish exit, number yeah, one. I can't believe I didn't think of that. I mean, the, it is the, be- the best part about going to a bar is not exactly anymore. Exactly. That's that's honestly when like going out. That's the first thing. That's the thing I'm excited about. I'm looking forward to all all night. Is like when is the best time to Irish exit? Oh yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm just like, all right. Well, if I do it at this time, then I won't have to be here anymore. (laughs) Exactly. Hundred percent. Sometimes I would just go out just to Irish exit. Oh yeah, you got you got to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I, yeah, I'm like, well, what should I do tonight? Well, I don't want to go out. But if I don't go out, then I can't leave. (laughs) And the best part about going home is like when you go home. That's what's so bad about the pandemic. You're always home. You can't leave. (laughs) Yeah. You can't, you can't leave other places to go home. You're stuck at Jake Delhomme. It's, it's a weird, and, and you can't, 
it can't Irish really exit really any other place that's not crowded. Like a house party or a, like a packed place is a perfect place. But if you're at a small little gathering, you can't just leave without telling anybody. That's creepy and weird. I'm not creepy and weird. Okay. I just want to leave without telling you. You haven't taken your Irish exits far enough, I would say. I, I mean, I have done it before, but you get a bad reaction. People are like, why don't you just say goodbye, you weirdo? Well, because then they're going to tell you about their job. Yeah, it's busy. I don't want to hear about working, the job. have been working more than usual. <laughs> this is a solid top nine. Not too shabby. Makes me miss going to bars. I'll, uh, I already closed out, so don't worry about it. You got this one? It's you on got me. the tab? So next one, you got to get it. I'll, I'll get money. Gonna, man, I'm going to spend so much money. <laughs> I'll get the next one. That's awesome. We didn't talk about tabs. You know, no. Venmo people. Do we, do we, do we yeah, I kind of like, I, I feel like my like decline in like not drinking as much kind of coincided with um, with like the rise of Venmo. Mm-hmm. And I do remember one time I was at a bar, actually 169 bar, a pretty popular New York City bar. And never been there. I don't think so. It's on East Broadway. It's like, it's, it's like a, it's like a popular bar. I was more of one six eight guy. No, you weren't. No, I wasn't. I knew it. I called you out. You're aware. I'm not. Me. I'm not. I'm not dealing with your your nonsense <laughs> on the spot today. I see. I see. What, I saw what you did, and I'm putting a stop to it. I'm making you clean that sticky floor. I ain't cleaning it. I like the stickiness. Um. Anyway, I was at this bar, and I guess a friend, like, bought, I think I bought a round of drinks or whatever. Like, people were buying drinks, and, and he bought he bought drinks, and I was like, oh, that was nice. And then, like, the next day, I got, a, like, a Venmo charge, and I'm like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have gotten these drinks if I was paying for it. Right. That is hilarious. Yeah, there's the guy that puts down his card just because he wants the points, then you get the Venmo charge the next day. Yeah, and you lose points in my book. Yeah, <laughs> that's an extra point. <laughs> it's a point to point Dexter. <laughs> point Dexter. Yeah, I, I, my brain, uh, <laughs> my brain stopped working. Uh, you still got that trip to fan, even though you didn't have turkey on Thanksgiving. I didn't have any turkey on Thanksgiving, and as you could say. Okay, uh, we're doing Phil Jackson's predictions of your picks. They're pretty good. Phil Phil Jackson, you know, reminds me of a certain writer, Phil Broth. Uh And uh, he says, This week is somewhat nostalgic for me because, quite frankly, I missed the hell out of bellying up to a bar. Just the sweet scent of spilled beer and cheap cheap tequila shots makes me think about a time when New York City was bustling with drunks. Oh man. Bars have a very different bars have different bars have very different connotations as you age, but to me they represent somewhat of a cultural epicenter for the city in which they inhabit. One day oh, oh. we'll Spin share a yarn. one day we'll share a carefree drink, but until then, here's some boozy prediction for the curly headed chef. <laughs> right out the bat he says buying or having a round bought for you bingo phil love to have that a sneaky shot order Ooh, phil knows i love my shots he's a sneaky i like how it's sneaky a sneaky shot he's order a couple shots 
Then we got bar snacks or bar foods. I I, I had that on my list. I don't know what replaced it, but, but I'm a big bar food guy. That's a, that's a staple of a good bar is having quality bar snacks. Yeah, I'm not. Cause like, once you know, like the more you know about how bars are run, I feel like the less you trust anything that comes out yeah, of it. That's with anything. I don't want to know how the sausage is made. I don't want to know that they have dirty peanuts beyond there. Just give me some good bar snacks. Especially, uh, the very underrated is when bars have popcorn. You love to see that. I hate popcorn. Oh, my God. This is... First Shazam, now you hate popcorn? You want to walk around with your stuff stuck in your teeth for four years? <laughs> Get some floss. You bring in floss to a bar? You going to be that guy? Uh, I'm not... I'm not getting popcorn stuck in my teeth. I'm. I'm Where do you? Are you eating popcorn? Everything. You're swallowing it whole. I swallow it whole. I don't chew on it. Like a whale. <laughs> yeah, just one. One. I don't even. It just comes down my gullet. And then, and you spout water on top of your head. Yeah. Free Willy. A funky cocktailist. Love a funk. Fred Funk. <laughs> a Fred Funky cocktailist. <laughs> nice. Happy hour deals. Ooh, that's a great one. Taking advantage of a happy hour deal. That's a great call. Forgot about that. Having excellent rapport with a bartender. Yep, had that. Bonus, the moment you find your friends bellied up to the bar and you cheerfully greet them. It's a good one. That's a great one. At a packed bar, you're trying to find your friends, yeah, bellied up. I do like that feeling, and like when you announce it, like yeah, when you're at a pack. I don't think it's so much as you get older, but when you're young and insecure, and you're like at this packed bar and you don't know anyone, and then you see your friends, and you're like, oh yeah, I'm cool. Yeah, it's an excitement. You see yeah. your boys and your yeah. girls. Yeah, and it's like it's- my boys. We coming out tonight. We all got the same fucking haircut. We all got a same haircut. Shots. Same trim. Jager bombs. That was that was Phil's full list. Uh, he then he says brazon. Love the brazon. Very surprised that Phil doesn't have Irish exit for me. I think Phil knows I'm the king of the Irish exit. That's a it's a big omission by Phil. But overall, great calls, especially the happy hour deals. Love to hear that. Kate, fantastic list here. She came in just before the buzzer. Here we go. Leaving a cash tip for the bartender and trying to make sure they saw it was you, so they like you and know you're a decent person who dips bartenders. That's a great prediction. I don't think you had. I don't that. have it. I'm surprised I, you I actually don't like when they see my tip. I feel like it's. I feel shame when they're like, when you have to make sure. I just like disappearing. I like them not knowing it was me. Interesting. So you don't. If you're giving a good tip, you want them to know you're giving a good tip? No, because then there's some sort of like, then then I feel like it makes them feel like, like, so whenever I get, like, if I'm giving tours, for example, and someone mm-hmm. gives me a really good tip, and, like, they know that I know, I, like, feel more, like, I feel like I should be grateful to them, and I don't like, like, I'm grateful, I am very grateful that they gave, like, a great tip, but I also don't like the shifting it's like a power dynamic shift which i i i I, I prefer when people tip great but they just like don't do it nonchalantly they do it nonchalantly okay and i think that's a better exchange okay then she's got ordering a ginger ale so it looks like he 
he's drinking even though he's not. Boom. Had that. Had that. Scouting out a place to sit slash hovering waiting for a table. Uh, hovering waiting for it. That's even better than scouting out. I that is the best. That's probably my number one thing. Like when someone gets up and then you like position yourself so you get it. I mean, it's that's better than some. like it's like finding a parking space. Yeah, that's gold. That's it's worth. Yeah, it's it's worth like going to bars to like have that moment and then to leave. Just getting the table, sitting there for thirty seconds, then just bounce. <laughs> Not thirty it out. seconds, but you know, like I love when you sit at a table and everyone else is looking for seating and you're like. You peasants. I earned this, yeah. It's a good one. Uh, throwing your jacket at a random chair slash bar stool and praying it's still there when you come back. Very I, good I one. used to do that all the time. I, I'm now I've never let my jacket out of my sight. Pretty sure me and you once had a, a jacket swap. We had a similar Patagonia black jacket. And either I took yours or you took mine at the Lantern. Right, yeah. <laughs> and then she's got doing comedy at a bar show. Yeah, I do like that. I love that. I miss that. Need that. Yep. Solid predictions from Kate. Shout out Phil Jackson and Kate. Always coming in the clutch. Always coming in the clutch. We, uh, ding, 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 ding. Do you know what that sound is? We got a question. We got a question. Fresh to order. This one is, it's it's a really good question. I mean, there was a great question. Mr. October had an amazing question last week. This question is also a great question. Fantastic question. Its, it's specificity is is uncanny. Yeah. S- Steve, no, there's not. Who's who's uncanny? Mike Uncannon? I don't know. Uncanny, guy, uncanny Ramirez? Nice. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so this is from Lieutenant of Eigner's Army. Yes, sir. <laughs> who says, I've been watching the supermarkets go from pumpkin everything to cranberry sauce everything, to now gingerbread and peppermint everything. I noticed that after the holidays, <coughs> there is a lull, until around the Super Bowl, when they start to push every chip and dip combination imaginable, and then Valentine's Day, chocolates and flowers, and the cycle continues. What do you think should go in that three-week period after New Year's? According to Google, supermarkets push healthy foods around this time, but there does not appear to be a standout item. Good question. Great question. Very see, very observant of the Lieutenant of Wagner's Army. I'm not surprised that my lieutenant is very observant at the supermarkets, seeing what they're pushing and promoting. I'll, 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 I'll get on base. I was thinking about this a lot. You wouldn't be able to do it every year because the elections are only every four years, but we got the inauguration on January 20th. Why not have some White House-themed goodies, a White House-themed cake? A, uh, a cookie with Joe Biden's face on it. Just, you know, some inauguration. People are going to watch the inauguration. Why not get some inauguration-themed treats? Right, that's a terrible <laughs> idea. All right, well then, you can do this all for, all year round during this time period. It's soup season. Early January, people want soups. People want to make soups. People want to eat soups. People want to drink soups. Why not push soups? Why not have a chili section? Up front, make your own chili, a, a chili kit where you can make your own chili Davis and really uh, enjoy it. I, I don't think anyone's anti-soup, especially when it's tomato soup and grilled cheese. With that idea in a supermarket, its stock is rising. Thank you. It's Thank chicken you. stock. Sure. And it's vegetable it's stock. Sh- and it's money stock. And I'm surprised it's, you don't like, and, you don't and, like my inauguration. 
Well, as a business, like if you're like a supermarket chain, then it means that in whatever election year, half half of your stores are going to go out of business, or they're going to be like burned to the ground. Doesn't have to have the Joe Biden on it. It's more. It's about the White House, and it it, it could bring our country together. It maybe could, it could uh, bring. Maybe in like half the country, you have like you know you have Joe Biden cookies. Yeah, and then the other half you have like. Mitch McConnell uh, cookies. Yeah, you have like, yeah. I was gonna say you have like some sort of thief, like, uh, like tying, like, like, uh, like a, something around <laughs> right. the White House, like the election was stolen. Yeah, yeah. You can I get creative that's not with a bad it. idea. Yeah. We so we stayed at this Airbnb in Vermont, and which we talked about a few weeks ago. If you subscribe mm-hmm. to our Patreon, you won't hear about that because I don't think I talked about it. No. Uh, but. They had a Biden-Harris sign, and I said it's because, well, they knew we're from New York. Like, whenever they see someone from, like, uh, Missouri, they're going to change it to Trump. That's funny. They probably do. That's, 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 that's a pretty bold move at an Airbnb to have a political sign on the property. I guess. Not as bold as your cookies. Pretty bold. So my idea is that it's the new year. You got to start on the right foot. It's it's the first month, so nobody has yet said it's the worst year in history. And why not start by getting hydrated? I think they should be selling water. <laughs> you, I, nobody drinks enough water. No, everyone could use water. Bottled water is, I mean, it's you're drinking it right, literally right now. Jesse is drinking bottled water on the pod. You want more of that? Go to the supermarket January second and stock up. And even put in some soups. You can do whatever you want with it. But hydration is key. If you're starting the year off on the right foot, you got to be hydrated. I wanted it to be a terrible idea, but I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, hydration is is a major key. And I think that's... Uh, though I don't know that water really needs to be promoted or marketed. I think it's kind of a basic need. But why not? I think they should add it to the Pledge of Allegiance. One hydration under God. <laughs> It is true. Hydration, I feel like, is not taught enough when you're younger about how like important it is to be hydrated, and like it's 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 something that like I feel like in the past like five years I've realized that how like just sometimes even when I'm hungry, I'm like maybe I'm just I'm just dehydrated. Most times that you are, you're just dehydrated. It's a great question. Shout out to Lieutenant Wagner's Army. Appreciate that. Good question. You want to move from question to questionable? At best? At best. Let's do it. We got QAB, the old goose. Questionable at best. I'll lead off. This one is not relatable to you now, but in the past it was relatable to you and to, to most people. Something that has made me very frustrated over time. It's shampoo making your hair so fluffy and weird whenever you use it. Like, Shampoo, it should be a good thing. It should be, it's, it's cleaning your hair. It should be making your hair more luscious and more full and adding whatever nutritions and things that a shampoo does. But for me, and I think it happens to a lot of people, whenever I use shampoo, it makes my hair so weird and like fluffier and like looks different than nor- whenever I normally don't. I probably wash my hair every week, every week and a half, sometimes every two weeks. 
just because it makes my I, I look like a different guy when I shampoo. I don't understand it. Why is it so fluffy when I use shampoo? I you also use conditioner, but it doesn't make it any better. It makes me want to use shampoo less. How come you're saying that I can't relate to it anymore? Because I know that you love a dirty head that you you don't shampoo. Uh, yeah, I thought you were gonna say for another reason. You do have less hair than you used to. Oh, you're saying I have less hair? That is something that I, I am saying. I never even noticed. Well, maybe you are lacking a little self-awareness that I thought you had. Yeah, I'm having a but, uh, mushroom cut. I'm going to break it to you on the pod live, Lance. You, you don't got much hair. I don't believe you. Believe it or not, I, I'm losing my hair also. I'm, it's, it's a matter of years until I'm, I'm going to join you. In that, in the bald party, but it's just I, I don't really get how sh- why shampoo. I, I I know it has to do with the oils, like it takes out the oils that the natural oils you have in your hair and those. I don't really. I, it's, it's wacky. I, I don't really remember that to be honest. Like I I did have like I mean when I had long hair, it was like just wacky in general. Yeah. It's like when you have long hair and it's wet, it's just always wild no matter what. But the shorter it is, I guess you know it's maybe it's it's just changing a little, and you don't like it as much, and it's not. You know what I say? I mean, you're building a championship team. If if part of your body doesn't want to be on that championship team, get out of here. I don't want you. That's what it's I say. Good attitude, Dev. It's a good attitude. So kick it out. I like that. Um. Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't remember that. I think it's because I have curly hair also, and that my yeah, curls... that's true. Mine was mine was straight. Yeah. My my yeah. curls are, are curlier the less I shampoo them. Yeah, curly headed comedy artisan. Bingo. Yeah, um, that's a good one. Mine is. Can I actually before this? Could I ask you to do me a favor? Derek favors. Sure. Really? My QAB is when people <laughs> ask you. I got a text the other day from actually our guest on the last pod, Brett Rabel. Then he said, "Hey, could I ask you for a small favor?" And I said, can I, I ask you for a favor? Text. Never ask me for a favor without telling me what it is. How, why are we, this is, it's 2020. We're still doing this. We're still this asking you one. for favors without specifying what they are. This is like human being 101. The things you need to know is that going to a bar is only good because you don't have to be there at some point and never <laughs> ask one for a favor without telling you what the favor is. I was this like, are you one. crazy? I got that same text. The only acceptable way to do it is if you don't wait for a response. If you're, if, if it's in conversation, like, can you do me a favor? Can you go grab that thing for me? Like, you don't say, can you do me a favor? And then wait for a response. Or like, that you have the suspense of like, I, I, I don't know how to answer that. It depends on what the favor is. Is it a party favor? I just can't believe we're still doing this. You know, it's funny. I don't want to throw B-Ret under the... I already did the thing he was asking for. <laughs> I said I already did it. He he sent me the same text. Be right. He's he comes from a good-hearted place, but he's, he's got to grow up. That. You can't listen. have a good-hearted place if you're listen. If you're if you're trying to listen, listen, listen. listen to me. No, you listen. <laughs> listen. Because if you don't listen, then I'm gonna be like that picture of Trump when he's walking at the rally and his like ties off. That's what people when you say listen and like no one listens. That's what I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> just like a sad ego being deflated but listen <laughs> we could be doing that in the podcast all 
the entire pod back and forth. No, listen, Lance. Shazam, you got you got to listen here. All right, you listen here. I just do me a favor. Do me a, listen. Do me a favor. Do me a favor and listen, will you? That's a good one. I really like that one. You know who would say listen? Can you do me a favor? Who? The dirty bar floor. Sticky bar floor? Yeah. That's all I'll I'll listen. I'll listen and do that floor a favor. I just, because, like, at this point, I mean, everyone has (laughs) been on the side of someone asking them for a favor that they don't want to do. I don't know what, like, you've been, everyone has been in in the receiving end of that. Right. And it feels gross and violating and dirty. (laughs) Yeah. And clean it that is floor. Dirty. Yeah, you got to clean it up. I There's only a certain like, amount of favors you can do. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? It's also one of those things that he, he clearly wasn't just sending, asking you for the favor. He was asking a bunch of people to do me a favor. Like, Could why have don't been you just, a, say, a copy the, and just text. say the thing that you want? And yeah, yeah. if it, if it, uh, I'd happily do it if you lay. Show the cards. Seidel's not even asking for favors. Seidel's just not asking you at all. Yeah. Comes from a place of insecurity. People want to butter you up like you're a roll. They do want to butter you up like a roll. And you know what I say? What? I just have a plain bagel. (laughs) Now it makes sense. Comes full circle. If someone's buttering me up, I feel like they're marginalizing me. (laughs) And they are. Yeah. But you also got to realize they're buttering you up because it's usually coming from a place of they're like, they feel awkward. They, he's asking, can you do me a favor? Because they, they, they feel like they're imposing, which they are. They but are. Just come out. Just with it. own your impose. Right. Impose Malone. Right. That's pretty good. Impose we could, we could edit that in post production. But I'm not going to. I might back you down low on the block, a little post move. Don't Mike Imposner that on me. Imposter syndrome. That's what I got. I always got imposter syndrome. Yeah. I'm going to dunk on you. Put you on a poster. Yeah, but I'm going to block you because I'm Greg imposter tag. <laughs> wow. Tag me in that picture on Facebook, will you? Because Greg Ostertag. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It had a good run. But that's a good one. Good favor. That was a good Do us one. a favor. and. Uh... Do us. Can you do us a favor? Uh, subscribe you and all your family to our Patreon <laughs> done and done alright solid QAB let's bring in the closer Lance why not let's do it do me a favor will you bring in the closer for me listen would you do it bits 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 come on bits 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 nice bits 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 there you go bits 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 beautiful appreciate the favor appreciate it only thing i got to promote subscribe to the patreon if you want more amazing insightful things like that we got an off menu episode we got more coming on the way got bonus yeah we should record the next one we should yeah we should definitely do that and then you could listen to it on the patreon nice i just interrupted you no, that was pretty much it. All right, what do I, what do I have to play? Big Apple Box? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, if you're looking for a holiday gift, you get a Big Apple Box, and it's a good gift. Is that good? Great gift. Is that a good? 
That was beautiful. No, we got it's uh there's some, there's some good stuff in there and it's like a gift. Like if you don't know what to get someone, who knows what to get anyone? It's, Not me. It's it's a gift. It's fifty dollars. Pay fifty. If like you you know what I think about gifts, I'm like, am I if I don't spend enough money on a certain person, then I'm bad. So fifty dollars right. is like that's a nice amount of money for someone you don't care about. So get get big apple box for that. Say like I know I need to get you something that's good, but I don't really care. And it's a great gift. <laughs> that's not as good as a. I don't know about that one. I don't really care about you, but I'm gonna get you a nice gift. I guess that that's a, that's a good way to sell it. Well, what's better? I really care about you, but here's a terrible gift. I really care about you. Here's a great gift. Well, that's what we're doing in the game theory matrix. I'll take. Okay. I think it's fifty percent likely that it's one of the. You know, it's like a. Uh, what is he? The Gregor Mendel things with the jeans. Yeah, yeah. The, the Mendel effect. I'm great. Was it? I really care about you, and here's a great gift. Is one likelihood. I really care about you. Here's a terrible gift. I don't care about you. Here's a great gift. I don't care about you. Here's a terrible gift. So, you should get it. I, I, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> At the end of the day, a big couple box is a great gift. Give it to people. Punnett, that's what they're called. Punnett Square? Yeah. Remember that? I do. Kind of. We kind make of a lot of Punnett Squares on this pod. We do. All right. <laughs> I think we ran out of Punnett Steam. This was uh, my personal worst episode by a long shot. I think but, you're going to play it back for tape. It's not going to be as bad as you think. It might be even great. No, I think people like, people like hearing it. I think people might like hearing it, but... This was this was a tough one for me. And I'm Seasonal. sorry I'm sorry to impose on you. You're not imposing on me. Mike Posner, I enjoyed it. I loved it. I like I kinda like seeing you unravel a little bit. It's it's, it's entertaining. <laughs> I'm unraveled. I, I need to go to a bar. <laughs> yeah. Take a shot. Get a sneaky shot. First round's on Phil. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Peace. Peace.